Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, where every Saturday night a motley crew gathers to watch a movie and then talk about it for your enlightenment and entertainment this week no sorry first of all i suppose we should introduce ourselves and where you can get a hold of us you can get a hold of us at facebook.com slash saturday night freak show you should go on there and tell us how we're doing or you can talk to us about any of the previous episodes or the one that we're about to do next week which you'll find out at the end of the show but it's going to be on facebook all week long i'm colin i'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars jenny Brent. Travis. And this week we watch Jenny's pick. Jenny, what did we watch? Clue. From what year? 1985. That's now the third movie. That 30 years old. This year, the 30th anniversary screening of Clue was directed by... Jonathan Lynn. Who also directed... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the Whole Nine Yards. No, oh, okay. I don't know. Oh. And, yeah, something. <laughs> Nuns on the Run or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, who published the board game? Milton. Parker Brothers. It was it Parker Brothers? It was Parker Brothers. Okay, Parker I Brothers. was going to say Milton Brand. Who also Milton produced Brand. the board games? Uh, who knows? Monopoly. Did they? Which I don't is know. going to be a Battleship. Movie. Milton Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did Battleship, right? Probably. Luigi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they've got some movies again. coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a movie based on a board game. First one? Mm-hmm. Is this mm. the is first? It? You don't sound very sure. Is there a movie? Is a yeah? I don't know. I don't know either. Clue or Cluedo, if you happen to be of uh, the overseas persuasion. Cluedo. 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 Right? Wow. Just for those yeah. English chaps. Yeah, mm. and possibly the Australians. We'll have to find out. Clue. So this movie, based on a board game, gathers a bunch of people together in a house where they can all get killed. Somebody did it. It's like Ten Little Indian style. It's a comedy. We don't know who did it until the ending of the movie. And in this case, there's actually three endings. Yep. If you remember in 1985, I don't know if you remember back to 1985. When- I wasn't so, no, I don't. No. <laughs> they tried a revolutionary and unique thing where, depending on the theater that you went to, you saw one of the three endings. Wow. And then when it came out on video, they put them all together. So now when you watch it, there's these little title cards that say, like, that's how it could have ended. Well, I, that is how we watched it. But they do have the option where they'll play one at random like they used to in the theater. If yeah. that's what you'd like. Yeah. That would just have to be weird, right? So, like, everybody goes to see this in the theater and, like, nobody actually saw the same movie. But, well, in this movie they have a definitive, like, this is how it really happened. But it wouldn't have been like that when no. you saw it. That's you just, just, like, the big, that's the, the one where, like, everybody did it. You yeah. Know, basically. <laughs> so that's the, uh, so the, the directors were an express ending. <laughs> the directors didn't really care, like... Which ending it was, they just... By the time it came out on video, they were like, right. we're putting the one where everybody did it. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. this is the de facto yeah. like dealio. Um, I was going to ask something about the cast. Mm-hmm. Who's in it? Well, you have Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. Yes. Same year as Back to the Future. Same year. Who does Great he play? Scott. He is Professor Plum. Okay. And then you have uh, okay, and then you have Eileen Brennan, famous for. I uh, don't remember. Just, she was the cat lady in Jeepers Creepers. No, okay. The cat. I remember oh, yeah. her as the uh, lady from Comic Book Villains that has the comic book collection that the two stores are going after. Remember how the two comic book stores are trying to... Uh, I never saw it. You saw comic book villains, I? yeah. Oh. I watched it in this basement. Oh, you. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I checked myself before I wrecked it. But Eileen Brennan is Mrs. Peacock. Mrs. Peacock. 
Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White. From every Mel Brooks movie ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have Michael McKean as Mr. Green. Frickin' Chris Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. And Martin Mall as Colonel Mustard. Right. Leslie. Wait, wait, wait. Martin Mall from. Uh, what did we decide on with that one? Arrested Development. Hollywood from, Squares. From Zan. <laughs> from Hollywood Squares. Yeah. He was on so Hollywood Squares. He's like Squares. mostly yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm sure he's done some movies. Did you say, was he on Roseanne? He was on Roseanne. Oh, that's, okay, that's how I know him. Yeah, yeah. Roseanne's boss. Yeah, the yeah. gay guy. Which yeah, is crazy, because it's like... He was a Mrs. Delphi. Oh, yeah. Movie. He always seems so much, like, thinner in the Roseanne show, but in this, he's pretty... Well, yeah, that's what, like, he got, he was kind of bigger in this movie, and then he got thinner, progressing he towards the thinner. 90s, and then now he's... Big again. Big again. Hmm. Yeah. And then you got Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet, the saucy minx. She's from... Ah. Uh, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were saying maybe she did a... I know she did a cast, uh, a casting call for uh, Lois Lane and Richard Donner Superman. Like, you can see... Uh, like B roll of her acting with Christopher Reeve. Yeah, screen test or something. Yeah, doing screen test. It seems like she was in something else around that period. So yeah, I, I just can't, can't recall. Lock it down. Well, it's she because she did a lot of TV too. Yeah, you're mistaking her for Susan Sarandon. <laughs> no, it was in everything. Of the test. It's with Susan Sarandon. You know you're going to get laid with her. <laughs> She's a tease. They look a lot alike. They do. Look I think alike. in this time period, if you saw her now, you would you wouldn't even think they yeah. look similar at all. Yeah. And then finally, Tim Curry as Wadsworth, Tim the Butler. Curry. Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show from, and Roseanne. The Rocky anyway, anyway, oh it's yeah. The common denominator. Yeah. Everybody's gone through Roseanne. It's yeah, like, that's, that's true. Clooney. <clears throat> and then who was Mr. Body? Uh, leaving. Leaving. Yeah. Which he sounded like he was dubbed, didn't he? I swear. Uh, <laughs> there were some like dialogue mismatches from everybody, so I'm assuming there's a lot of ADR or different takes were used for you know the audio tracks or whatever. But he was a punk rocker. I don't remember punk. who he was with, but huh. I do remember now that I'm thinking about it, he was in uh, Streets of Fire. <laughs> I remember him in that. I know it said he was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but I can't remember what the hell he would have been in that. Yeah. 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 Just know. one of the sure guys they pick one. up, right? He's one probably of... one of the space guys. Yeah. Or, yeah, or uh, space guy. Him. And there's also Colleen Camp as the maid. Oh, Yvette. is Yvette? Yvette. She is Mrs. Dan Aykroyd. Really? Really? I believe. Congrats, Wasn't she in dude. Spies Congrats. Like Us? Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. This would be new information to me. Hmm. I think so, but I'm not hmm. going to stand by that. I'll look it up before the end of the show. Well, if if that's true, good for Dan. <laughs> yeah. Way to because go, Ray. Amazing, gravity-defying <laughs> bosoms. Yeah, those things. Those puppies. My God. <laughs> I was also concerned about Leslie Ann Warren's uh, dress there, because somehow it also defies gravity. Doesn't Something. fall off, but it exposes Plenty of cleavage. There's got to be a lot of uh, wire work or, tape. I don't know, wood. <laughs> what? Double wood in the tape. chest? Yeah. So, so I, like think that's it. I thought that was strictly for men's pants. <laughs> Those are socks. <laughs> sock. There's something going on. It's structurally sound. Yeah. So we pretty much nailed the most of the cast at this point, right? I think there's mm-hmm. little incidental characters one of which Did I we say Christopher the, Lloyd? Yeah. 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 For God's sake. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. the first one I said. <laughs> oh. Yeah. For God's sake. The same year as Back to the Future. He yeah. Also sorry. In, sorry. I know. I know. Yeah. Famous for Taxi. I know that's the one that's going to be on his tombstone. Taxi. 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 One flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Chris Lloyd. Yeah. I recognize the dentist from Halloween 2 in this movie. Jeffrey Kramer. Yeah, that's right. He oh, was, yeah. He was the motorist. Yeah. He was also the uh, was Deputy Hendrix or whatever in Jaws. Yes. Mm-hmm. He just recently died, passed away. No? No, he was just uh flashback weekend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's still, still around. 
was alive and well in Chicago two weeks ago. <laughs> what so, happened? He died in the movie, right? <laughs> he dies That's in the movie. That's what I was talking about. Everybody dies. So, okay. Um, it was this a is, movie. I guess, where I'm kind of... Well, this is where my memory is failing me, right? So, okay. The board game. I haven't played this thing since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I know it's like it's, you know, one of these colorful characters in one of these locations with one of these weapons being the candlestick, the gun, the rope, the knife, the pipe, the pipe, the wrench and the knife. There you go. Six weapons, six suspects. What is the storyline of the game? Is there a storyline? It's all uh, the just the storyline of the game is who killed Mr. Body. So then you, you know, you shuffle up, you divide them up into each category. You got your suspects, you got your weapons, you got your rooms. Six weapons, six suspects, nine rooms. And these are all just supposed to be guests at a a party or something. Yes. And um, I mean, obviously, this game wouldn't be good with two people. You need at least three. Four or five would be best because one of the per- one of the people knows who that they did it. No, no, you no. don't know who did it. No, I, I'm sorry, folks. I haven't played this in like forever. So. No, but like I, I know mean, you like. So play- right, we're not reviewing the board game. We're <laughs> right. reviewing the movie. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's it's the movie is similar too because it's it's elimination. That's how Wadsworth basically figures out who did what based on you know like who wasn't present in the room when they found this person dead or yeah. you know whatever. But, it, I mean, the game is uh, you have to eliminate who, like, suspects. So you you shuffle the cards, each, like I said, each category. So I shuffle up the suspects. You pick one. Don't look at it. Set it aside. Weapons, same thing. Room, same thing. You put those three cards in a confidential envelope. No one knows what they are until the end of the game. And then you go around. You play the game. And once you get into the room, you get to make an accusation. And the person to your left shows you a card and you have to figure out, try and figure out which are the three cards that are in the folder. Yeah. Who did it? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess when you're trying to make a movie out of that idea, it's like, and I saw that John Landis was like the co-scenarist or whatever. He did the story to this and produced it, but he basically borrows I was going to say it's the house on Haunted Hill, right? I mean, it's we get letters go out to a group of people. They mm-hmm. are invited to a big scary mansion on a hill. Yeah, Hill House. And when they, it's yeah, it's called Hill House. And when mm-hmm. they get there, uh, they're presented with, I mean, not right away, but they're presented with you know a box, each one of them, with a weapon. I mean, that's the setup for the house on Haunted Hill, right? Doesn't that happen? They all get the party favors, where they get they all get the gun. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe the game of Clue yeah. is based on House of, on Haunted yeah, Hill, right. and then <laughs> well, I didn't made have the movie, but that's what I'm saying. That this part is only in the movie. This is the game is just like you're there in the you know the, the murder is happening, you got to solve it. So the movie's yeah. like, well, how do we get these people to the house? So the the movie's yeah, yeah, lifting it is from like yeah. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, unless it's also, I mean, it's also you know, when was House on Haunted Hill? Fifty. And this takes two? place in the 50s. It does. <laughs> Which is also, I don't think, like in the board game. The setting, the time period has nothing to do with it. No. I mean, they make them look old, like old-timey kind of, the cards do. I mean, they make more modern ones now. But the classic game was more, it looked 50-esque. And this mm. adds that that the butler knows that the body or Mr. Body has blackmailed everybody like all the characters are being blackmailed uh, for something. Everybody somehow works with the government. Or... Yeah, because you got to establish a motive for each person. Right. right. Which I suppose that's something that's in the game too, right? Or no, no, it's, it's just, just just who did it with what, where. Yeah. Uh, this just has to give you that motive, just because. I mean, that's basically all yeah. this movie is, right? Yeah, you you get introduced to all these characters. They go, you know, they, they have dinner, uh, they go to the study, and he just says, you're all being blackmailed by Mr. Body, and here's presents that are weapons. And, and I'm going to turn off the light and give you an opportunity to kill someone. Well, yeah, basically. 
But like the also the idea like that it takes place during the fifties. I mean, there's a great deal of commentary about the paranoia of the time period. With yeah, the Red Scare. I mean, what's the line they say about the Red? They keep communism, on saying, is communism is a red hair. Red is hairy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the red hair. <laughs> they must have really liked that joke. Yeah, because they use it in each one of the endings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if you yeah. got a different ending, you don't want to miss that joke. Well, yeah, the, the in the, <laughs> the movie says that all the characters are, you know, working in Washington. I mean, I guess that's where you have, like, I mean, if you're going to have a colonel, right? There's a colonel. There's going to have to be a colonel in your movie. Mm-hmm. You got to have a professor. Are there any other titles? No, right? Everybody's just a Mr. and a Mrs. after that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it does add that whole, I mean, like, J. Edgar Hoover shows up at one point eventually. And that's Howard Hessman from uh, 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 WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. But was he supposed to be? I thought they just got a phone call. I don't think he was supposed he, to be. I thought he was Hoover when he showed up at the end. In one so. of the endings. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I thought, like... Because that one guy was working undercover. Well, Michael McKean was working undercover. In one of the endings. One of the endings. But was there ever... So in that ending, Jay, the the guy Colin's referring to was, was J. Edgar, Edgar Hoover. But see, I think he just mentioned that that phone call from J. Edgar Hoover was for me. He didn't say that that character was J. Edgar Yeah, Hoover. I, I always it was... took it that it was. Oh. Like Colin did. I, I just figured Because he was, was the head of the FBI, you know? He, and then... He tells a book of captain or something like that. Like I don't. No. Yeah, I don't think he was supposed to be Jake or Hoover. I thought he was in that ending. I thought Not he was like them, a detective but... or something that you yeah. know had been called he to work a... for the local police. Or yeah, whatever the hell, yeah. or the head of the chief of police. Maybe I don't know. But like this movie had me like you know because I mean it's just got a bunch of basic jokes, right? You know, you got Tim Curry stepping in dog shit, then like. Like that goes next, on for the next like five well, people. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's smelling. Like where this movie loses me, just where most movies <laughs> lose me. When it's time to break up and search the house, that's when it's like, oh boy, we're just filling time now. We're just looking around a house for the next fucking forty minutes, you know. Well, they have to find. They have to contrive a reason to get everybody alone, so you can have yeah. more, more more murders. Well, that's Voida. what's interesting about Create it. Create I mean, more you know, mystery. I, I was saying the house on haunted hill, but I'm thinking there's probably like a literary antecedent before this with like an Agatha Christie play or like some kind of drawing room mystery, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get a bunch of people together and then you start killing them off. Who did what? You know, so it's like a parody of those type of movies while also being an adaptation of. The, the board, board game. game. Yeah. So did you notice, like, when um, in certain scenes, Tim Curry wasn't lying when he's, you know, revealing who was missing from the scene. Did you notice that that person was missing? Like, no. Yeah. See, you don't. No. But then you, you know, you watch it. Like, I've seen this movie so many times, so now I know who's missing. Are they playing fair? Yeah. Absolutely. But it's also like a thing where like in order to have three different endings, and I'm guessing that yeah. this is part of the design because it's like, you know, it's going to be based on this board game where, you know, all these the different characters can turn out to have done it. So our movie, because it's Clue, we have to kind of give it that flavor. So it like comes up with these. You have to plan your movie with the idea that when they there's a point in time where they turn the power off. Mm-hmm. And from the time he flips the switch back on again, that's when the 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 ending of your theater's choice is spliced in, right? Mm-hmm. So everything up until that point has to check out for all three of those endings. So it really is kind of like I was wondering if they were playing like you can't actually solve the thing by watching. It's not one of those kind of like where if I pay attention, I can actually figure out who did no. it. It's just like there's just madness happening all over the yeah. place. Everybody's running back and forth. You know, but there's yeah. two particular scenes. The first two murders, because, you know, the other people that were murdered when they're searching the house were people that came to the house. You know, the motorist came there looking to use the phone. The cop came there to use the phone. And then what was it? The singing telegram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> she she just came to the house. <laughs> but um, like, you know, Yvette's there. She's the maid. And then they have the cook that cooked dinner. And when that first scene where they hear Yvette scream and they all run into the billiard room. Like Mrs. Peacock isn't in there. Oh, she is. She really isn't. Oh, um, 
So you've studied this. How many times? Well, I've I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid, and then I bought it obviously as an adult, (laughs) so I still watch it. But I mean, she's not there, and then when they go to the kitchen, I mean, they really don't like film either Professor Plum or Mrs. Peacock in that scene. Like they don't show it until the end after they find the dead body. Yeah, and then. Like, they're kind of just hanging out by the door. They show everybody else. And then they pan to the doorway. And it's like, oh, there they are, you know. <laughs> just so they could set all that stuff yeah. up. Yeah. But, uh-huh. I mean, I thought that was cool because he didn't lie. He didn't just make it up. Like, they're really not there. Yeah. The comedy is kind of interesting because, I mean, especially watching it now because, I mean, we're in an age where, you know, improv is like a big deal. And this movie, like, is completely scripted i mean it feels like <coughs> pardon me <coughs> it does feel like a throwback to like you know i mean that does it even feel like an 80s comedy it yeah it's interesting it it feels i don't know i mean it feels like it definitely feels like it's from a like a singular voice like a scripted Story, but I wouldn't say it was necessarily from the eighties. I mean, it's also, I mean, they know they're doing a parody, right? Because I mean, you're in this murder mystery, but everybody's just cracking, cracking jokes that are kind of beyond the fourth wall, right? Yeah, they're I mean, all kind of just like hamming it up. If anything, it almost like it doesn't go as far outside the box as like a top secret, but it. it it has the idea, the sense of that. We're, oh yeah, you know, we're we're playing we're playing it fast and loose with how self-referential we can get, and how you know how how we we don't have to stay within the confines of this world so much. I mean, I think that they like not as far as like looking at the camera, but at the same time, like they can make jokes yeah. that are that are. I don't know how to explain it. Like outside the the world that they're living in, or the the world of the film. I'm trying to think that, of an example, but uh, I know said, I'm trying. Yeah. Well, but yeah, when you said like top secret, I mean like the Zucker Brothers stuff. You know, I mean the kind of humor where like if a man and a woman walk into a room, and uh, he says like the you know where where do you think the light switch is, and she says search me. Then he's going to actually turn her up against the wall and start patting her. Yeah, down. that like, okay, yeah. that kind of humor. Or like Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. White, like, what does your husband do? Oh, he just spends his time lying on his back all day, and then you find out that her husband was murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a joke. But they yeah. do the search me jokes too. It's like it's a little bit more clever because it's so careful. It seems like it's it's so carefully crafted, like the script of this film to make sure that everything works out the way it's supposed to work out and, mm. and, and can work for three different endings. It seems like it has to be, but yeah, it's, it's, it's clever, I guess is what I would call it. And that kind of brings it to like the performance. I mean, I guess is like what you use to sell that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. you get these guys who are all, I think everybody who's in it is like a seasoned professional at some type of, you know, yeah. yeah definitely all comedians. Or like yeah. that joke with the the motorist. I sorry, I just thought of another one like where the motorist is already dead and the cops there searching the house and they uh, oh, uh-huh. Miss Scarlet and Professor Plum are acting like they're making out in one of the rooms and they splash alcohol on him. Yeah. They're like, This man's drunk, dead drunk. He's not driving home, are is he? They're like, He's not driving home. We'll get him a taxi. We'll get him a little black car, and then she slaps him. Yeah. A limousine. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, it's the hearse. Yeah. 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 And it has a lot of the, like, quick uh, wordplay stuff, like the, what was the thing about the number? How many shots were fired? Oh, That'd yeah. be two oh, plus two plus yeah. one plus one. Yeah. Or two plus one plus two plus one. one plus yeah. Two. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the, the entire explanation. Well, like, it gets the viewer, like... Doing the same thing the characters are doing, which is kind of funny. Yeah. It's like you get lost. I mean, like, I think at one point Christopher Lloyd is the character. Like, they're like, I figured it out. Like, you have? <laughs> and then, yeah. at, like, another time I think it's Scarlet or somebody's like, they, they say the same exact line in a different ending. But, like, it's so, like, confusing. 
and that's the point of it, you know. I mean, towards the end, just to get you totally confused yeah. because it really doesn't matter. But well, I didn't really catch it before either until this time. I mean, I knew it was there, but like this time, it actually seemed to like slow the movie down for me. Was uh, like maybe I don't know what do we say. This movie's like an hour and a half, maybe like maybe an hour in. Tim Curry goes, "Aha! I've solved it," and then. He runs around the house, leading the entire cast back Just and forth. But how does he run around the house, Colin? Uh, well, that <laughs> is funny, but the fact that he's, like, explaining everything that we've seen up until this point without really adding any new information was like... Well, he kind of did. Did he? <laughs> he kind of did. She's saying kind of. <laughs> like, he pointed out that certain people weren't there. So then you can establish, like... But even that was, like, that was before the the light switch going off. So he was still, like, you know, it still could be read either way. It was just, like, are they padding the running time out? Like... Maybe. We've gone and, you know, had dinner. We've killed the dude. We're... uh, What happens after that? They search the house. Split up and search the house. We're done doing that. Now we're going to recap everything that's happened up until this point for like a half hour. Well, that's basically, that's based on what you do. That's like, you know, the part of the game where you're trying, you're making guesses. You know, you, you're guessing like Colonel Mustard in the conservatory with the lead pipe. Not necessarily confident that that's what's happening, but you're, you know, if that's no, then your other opponents in the game are eliminating, you know, you're trying to figure out what happened. So that's essentially, I think... That part of the game is what Tim Curry was kind of trying to. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think if the butler wasn't the main focus, they would have been able to like, like show that in a better way, right? Just the fact that Tim Curry was like pretty much the main character throughout the movie. You know, you didn't necessarily have a lot of the other characters pulling themselves aside and having conversations about what could be or what, you know, you really do just have this butler telling you what is or what isn't or what, you know, I think that's what makes the movie, I guess, a little stagnant, I suppose, is the other characters just don't do much. They make funny quips about what's going on, but the butler is really the only guy who's like, well, this could happen, this could happen. (laughs) Yeah. Because well, it's an ensemble piece, I guess. Right. So you got like the one guy who it all revolves around. And... Well, I guess I I guess what I was trying to say is when you play the game, you get to that point where that's all people are doing is trying to get to a room and make an accusation to eliminate, and it kind of gets redundant. And that's what the movie does. Redundant, redundant. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So it's similar in that way. But I don't know if, like, on a first viewing, if it actually, like, you know, I mean, again, I'm just saying now that I've seen this, like, half a dozen or a dozen times in my life, it's That's like, you it. know. <laughs> I'm slacking off. I've only seen it, like, 12 times. In, what are we saying, in 30 years. The, like, the comedy aspect of that scene, like, keeps me interested. Because I just want to see Tim Curry run back and forth throughout that mansion. It's just hilarious. Like the physical comedy of that guy is brilliant. Like there's I like him a lot in that movie too. I was sheltered as a child, so this is like a dark comedy for me. This was one that I liked to watch when I was when I was really young. Like this dark by it was a dark and stormy. No, just because I mean people die in it, but I mean you know I was raised on Disney movies. My mom pretty much sheltered me, so this is something like I could watch it within reason. Watching it tonight, I think that the scene when the cop gets it. That plays very much like a horror film. Is that, that is that the first time the lights go out and he's on the phone? I think. Yeah. He's how is he on the, the phone? How is he on the phone if the if the power's off? It comes back on. Well, yeah, but they, no, the phone line. Do you need power for the phone line to work? Uh, yeah, some know, not. 19, some yes. Fifties yeah. technology. I mean, I've heard. There's a transfer. Because the, I mean, the power, the power doesn't come back on until after he's dead. Yeah, the power is definitely off when he gets killed. So that's he's what I always wondered. Like, on the phone. Yeah. 
I don't know. I want to say. You don't need. I mean, like, nowadays, you don't to have a phone line. You don't need the power to be on. Yeah, but I want to say, like, even when I was young, we would lose power and, like, the phones the phone would, would still work. Yeah. Or they would work? Yeah. Oh, okay. If you've got, like, an answering machine it, it was, or something that runs on a battery or, you know, or, or, or power, that thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a cordless like you kids have, but it was. <laughs> it was. Hey, I had a landline too. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like uh, a rotary. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A handset. I take rotary it and a handset. Yeah. Rotary and a handset. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, operator. Yes, Mary. Please <laughs> call my husband at work. <laughs> uh, but no. Well, that whole scene. It seemed like. It seemed like he, like he was definitely. I don't know. Um, it, it seemed like a horror film. Like he's on the phone. And he's like, you know, they've got me. They got me locked in here. And like, there's the whoever's coming for him. And right before that is when you see the maid. And when you see the maid, she's in the billiard room, and she's like, kind of, you know, it's all kind of like starkly lit with just like a slit of light. And she walks into the billiard room, and she's like, "Oh, it's you!" Almost like an Italian thing, you know. And like, you don't see who the killer is. I know, but, but did they, you see how they dis- disguised the voice too, where it could sound like it was either a man or a woman? Also, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, but yeah, I just remember, like, because did it does the the killer just puts the noose around her, or does mm. he? And or they got she, black yeah. gloves on. Yeah, and the black glove thing was like a big Italian thing when I was watching. Like, oh, <laughs> we've been Thank delving you. into that. The giallos. Yeah, I don't know if that comes from there. Maybe. I mean, I know that, you know, it's knowing that John Landis had something to do with this. I mean, that's where, like, these possibilities kind of open up. I mean, I know it's also, you know, it's the dark house, the rain, the big spooky house on the hill. I mean, it does kind of have what seems like a gothic, you know, uh, setup with uh, the old dark house, which I think that's probably what it goes back to, right? I mean, like. We were doing old dark house movies in the 30s, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. The matte paintings in this, by the way, were supervised by Albert Whitlock, who did matte paintings for all of Alfred Hitchcock's movies. Matte paintings back in the day were like, uh, they would actually like shoot a, you know, a frame, but have like a hanging gla- piece of glass where they would paint on the glass. Like uh, the the house, you know, and then right. light the you know the, the lights are on in the house. But that's because there's like a light source behind it that's like doing this. And I mean, when you're looking at, it, I mean, now we do all this stuff with computers, but yeah, you know, it's computer matte paintings or whatever. You render the thing in CG and put it on there. But like to actually have guys like painting shit on glass and hanging it in front of the camera, yeah, you know, so that the car can drive up in the lower half of the frame and there's a you know, yeah, it's very cool. cool. Yes. Yeah. So do you think that? Oh, sorry. Well, I was just gonna say I think that that house looked real. I mean, like, and early on we were debating whether or not it really was a real house while watching. Yeah. But. I was gonna ask. Do you think the interior of the house? What do you think they were in a real house for that? No, I'm thinking all that's just all of us. I think the the, the the outside that whole the whole bit out uh, immediately outside of the house mm-hmm. was all a stage. And leading well, I know like, you said that, but like the interior of the yeah, house, I think, think it was all built together. So oh, yeah, probably the outside because when they had the door open, you could see out into that courtyard. So I think there was courtyard, then probably the the house set all yeah. built so they could move, you know, hmm. throughout that Which, entire floor. Actually, plan. I have a question about that. It's probably going to be for Jenny. Um, like how the layout of the house, how accurate is that to the board game? itself i don't know the i don't know the total like the exact sequence of all those rooms on the board game yeah but they did touch base on every room that's in the board game and how much of the movie did they add that's not like the basement is that in the board game no and neither is the attic upstairs okay no it's It's just just that main yeah so there's nine rooms that or in the board game, it's... Do you want me to go through? No. But, I mean, it was just kind of funny that they, we went into a ballroom at one point, which is empty. Yeah, but they had to show it because it's one of the rooms in the board game. Oh. So it was, was just... say, because, like, did, we, did they build a set for a ballroom and then, like, for one shot? Yeah, I mean, because it's in the board game. They mm-hmm. just had to show it. Oh. 
And the there's two secret passages. Yeah, and those are game, in the game too, right, from the yeah. conservatory to the study, and then what was the other one? Kitchen like, to the yeah lounge, I think. Library, yeah. or maybe vice versa. Yeah, they just don't do enough secret passage movies. I just anymore. know they're they're yeah. they. If one of them's in the conservatory. One one of them's in the kitchen. Because if they did, you know that the owner of the house killed him. You know, right? <laughs> Person yeah. that knows the secret passages. <laughs> Well, you know what they missed the opportunity for was the uh, eyeballs and the painting. Where you yeah, right. Take the, and there's somebody behind there looking. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> if we're going to go, do it. Do right. it all the way. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. That's maybe like the only like cliche from those type of movies that it missed, right? Right. You got the, the hounds out front, which aren't really used for anything after. The poop joke. Yeah, poop jokes. So well, well, then they had pit bulls in the back. The Dobermans keeping them. Yeah. Oh, locked, Dobermans. Yeah, locked in the back so you yeah. can't oh, get out. Yeah. Another set. Right? They use once. The right. conservatory. The, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. twice. I think they're in there twice. Yeah, they go back. Because they find the secret passageway. Yeah. yeah. You have to touch base on all those rooms at least once. So that's why they did the ballroom just the one time. Hmm. And then, you know, the motorist went into the lounge, the, the cop went into the library, and yeah, they just needed to make those rooms known because those are the rooms in the board game. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Yes. Cool. It is interesting that they brought outside characters into it. You would think with that many characters, they could develop the story without having to bring in a cop or a motorist, but... I don't mind it or uh, telegram and a Jehovah's or, Witness. Or Je- <laughs> there may or may not be yeah. the feds. Yeah, but I mean it, it's cool because you know you have to with the board game. There's no reason why you're doing this. It's just who killed him it's, with yeah. what and where. But you know you have to establish a plot. So I mean I think I think they did a good job to intertwine everything. I don't know. I mean, serviceable, right? I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a movie based on a board game, and it's kind of, I mean, I saw Battleship, right? Mm. Battleship's <laughs> kind of amazing. Where you're the one. <laughs> yep, I'm the one guy who saw Battleship. But at one point, they actually do play Battleship because you're sitting there going like, the movie Battleship's about like aliens landing, and there's you know Liam Neeson's on an aircraft carrier and all this, and you're like, how in the fuck? I don't remember aliens. In Battleship, but at one point they have to put out like sonar boys and they have like uh, a grid on the screen and it's like, let's fire it here, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, B12. You have to B12 yes. or whatever the fuck. <laughs> See, I always thought it would be cool because, like, in these movies about something, like, the game never, like, the board game doesn't exist in the movie Battleship because right. it is Battleship. Yeah. Or, like, you know, the Ninja Turtles toys don't exist because it's the Ninja Turtles movie. But it would be cool if, like, it, within Battleship, like, there were, like, a scene where, like, somebody in the background was playing Battleship. Yeah, yeah. You know, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be yeah. the only thing you'd have to do. Then after that, you're like, then you can make whatever movie you want. Yeah. That you can make the Transformers, yeah. damn it, because that's what they wanted to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, Absolutely. other board game movies. I mean, like, Jumanji, yeah. that wasn't a game. Right? Not probably until after the movie. movie. Yeah. It's made yeah. up after. And uh, Sathura? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the same, space Jumanji. the same author or whatever of Jumanji. <laughs> is right? it really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's the it same is. premise. It yeah. really is. It's, it's just space. in it's space. space. Jumanji in space. Space. Uh, yeah. Then uh, Ouija, of course, that one's easy to do. Uh, all you have to do is have somebody using well, a Ouija board, and you're good. Yeah. Copy, uh, what movie was that a ripoff of? Was it Witchboard or was it a? Uh... Huh. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they well, all as soon as we together. watched it, we were like, yeah, "Oh, like... this is this movie." <laughs> I get it. They just called it Ouija. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a game that gets a lot of free advertising. Hmm. They just can't actually. Is it Hasbro or Parker Brothers that makes these things? Did Parker Brothers sell to Hasbro? I think Parker Brothers. I think Travis is right saying it's Parker Brothers that did Clue, but Hasbro's a big one too. Is Hasbro? I think it is. What's What's Transformers? Is that Hasbro? Hasbro. Okay, so they're like more on the toys, and so maybe Parker Brothers is more. 
Does Parker Brothers copyright Parker Brothers? Does Park did yeah. Parker Brothers do Monopoly? Or, that was Mel yeah. Bradley. Uh, I, I think say it was Parker Brothers. Is it? I want to say it was Milton Bradley, but I couldn't be sure. I know they're thinking about doing Nobody that knows. as a movie. Really? What? Yep. How? Oh. Well, well, I mean, about people probably <laughs> thought that when you made this. Aliens? <laughs> they should just make like this hardcore drama about like some sort of business tycoon. Be Wall well, I mean, yeah. what movie yeah, isn't Street. based on just the Wall game Street. of life, just Colin? With, like, a little, little <laughs> Every movie. Risk? How can we have made Risk? Yeah, or is the Strategic? Are you kidding? Uh, We've War. Risk. War. I guess that's just a card game, though. Yeah. We've made it. It's been done. But I can't think of anything before. No, I know. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know. There's probably a really obvious one. But I don't know. I know. (laughs) All the viewers are shouting it right now. They're like, (laughs) just say it. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to look up if Dan Aykroyd was married to Colin Camp, but I can't find it. I said I would answer it before we were done. That's true. Donna Dixon, son of a bitch. I was wrong. Was she lie. was in Spies Like Us. You lie. Well, regardless. Monopoly was a Parker Brothers. Yvette's boobs were all over the place. Can yeah. we agree on that? All right. So yeah. Monopoly. It was like a bowl of jello. It was. Especially it was. like when she's trying, because she's got these huge stiletto heels on. So every time she takes a step, she's got ba ba bong, ba ba bong. Like her boobs are just. Nice. Yeah, and the first I'm time I'm waiting for them to hit her in the face. Is she doing? She's doing some sort of exercise or physical activity. The first time you see her, like through the window, oh, she's dancing. She's, she's dancing. She's, yeah, she's polishing like silverware or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, dancing. It's a uh, what is it? Rock, rock. Yeah. It's some life could be a dream. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because there's there's like two big '50s songs in the film. The second one's in the credits, and it's. I don't remember. Just, we'll just I know I was clapping all I'll, the time. I'll put it in. She would have been. She would have been. That was the one. Talking about shake rattle and roll. Yeah, shake rattle and roll. Other people are talking about shaboom, 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 shaboom. Is that what the, she was listening to? Thank yeah, that's what she was listening to in the beginning, and then the other one was in the credits. All right, well, to answer our earlier question about who publishes Monopoly, the official Monopoly board game is now published by Hasbro, but strangely, the Monopoly Junior board game is here from Milton Bradley, so... And then down here I got, it's a game published by Parker Brothers, a subsidiary of Hasbro. Easy Money was published by Milton Bradley in the 30s in a farming game, and then it became Monopoly or something like that. Yeah. Weird. So everybody's had their stake in Monopoly. Wow. So uh, Hasbro is Hasbro is basically <laughs> Hasbro is basically the uh, <laughs> Evil Empire. Yeah, well, the Monopoly, right? I mean, it's it's the Monopoly. For Monopoly. All right, awesome. Oh, Jesus, Igor came, like, right out of nowhere. Sorry, hold on. Did you have something? No, no. Igor. (laughs) Yeah, there he is. He sneaks up right behind you. Masters! Masters, the mail! I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. All right, thanks, Igor. Uh, we've got some uh, mail here. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, Stephanie Pearson writes in that she loves this movie. There you go. Loves the Excellent. movie. And uh, faithful listener Dom Cree says, What board games or video games do you guys think could possibly make a decent basis for a movie, or is it just a failure in waiting? Let's see, opening up the video games is a thing. Yeah, I think board game that you'd like to see made into a movie. And now there's like board games are like well gigantic role playing game things too. We should mention Mouse. They did make Mousetrap. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that was that was a biggie. But that was obviously after Clue. Well, was it? Well, maybe it wasn't a success. It wasn't. It definitely it, wasn't. A movie, though? Yeah, it was a movie. It has though. Nathan yeah. Lane in it. Was it based yeah. on the game or just something called Mousetrap? 
Uh, I think it's based on the game because they're catching a mouse. Like, what's the basis of that game besides catching the fucking mouse? Yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't produced by the company that made the board game, but at the same time, it's called Mousetrap, and they're trying to catch a mouse. But, uh... Stuart Little movie or something like that. I don't know. In recent years, I mean, Checkers... Chess? I've seen a chess movie before. But no. <laughs> <laughs> the movie of chess. 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 I think they're really missing out by not having Rock'em Sock'em robots, right? I mean, yeah. not well, a what game? was that movie with Hugh Jackman? Real Steel? That's Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah, yep. rock em, sock em. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll throw out. Transformers is Rock'em Sock'em. Well, Operation. Operation. Ooh. Yeah. That ER. could easily be a horror movie. Yeah. I've always wanted, on the video game front, I've always wanted a Splatterhouse movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. They never made that? No. What about... They'd probably, like, infringe on Jason Voorhees' copyrights. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Because hmm. it kind of looks like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> well, a lot of video games now feel like movies anyway. It's like, right. you make a movie based on it, it'd be redundant. I mean, you need something yeah. like Magic the Gathering. What about, like, you know, a... Something like that, oh, or... Well. Got Jenga the movie. Jenga. <laughs> is that like, that's Angry like Brad, Birds, Please make a plot movie. for that movie. That's Jenga the movie. Yeah. San Andreas. The plot <laughs> of Jenga. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're failed. They're doomed. They're doomed. <laughs> there, yeah. Too many concepts. Well, even if they are like laid out like a storyline, like you said, video games are laid out like storylines. They still fuck them all up. Was that Agent Forty well, Seven's the third Hitman oh, movie? Right. But now they have to disguise it as if it's not a Hitman movie. It's like the third one. <laughs> is there a second one? I want to say that yeah. Tim- Timothy Oliphant was in the first. But one. I want to say there was one before that. I want to say. I think so. I want to say there's been two Hitman movies, and this Agent Forty Seven is the third one. I could be completely wrong, but I want to say that that's true. Could be. But it's just so funny that. This video game is popular enough to keep getting video or movies made off of it, but they have to hide the fact that it's the video game. <laughs> Fucking retarded. Well, otherwise you won't go see it. You'll go like, hey, I haven't played that video but game. why make why them? It's I like, obviously it? they're failing at the making of this video game movie franchise, but they're like, no, damn it. The sales are there. There's a Warcraft movie coming. That'll bring in a bunch yeah. of people. Because oh, it's going to look like something. Gonna... And you'll be like, oh, it looks like Lord of the Rings. Well, man, they've been talking about that for like 10 years, man. It's been made. Well, Pokemon, that was that was a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did they make a movie out of that? Oh, well, for sure. And a, I mean, and a cartoon. I mean, they've made cart, but I mean, they made Oh, the, no. How you they made all the anime fleshy Here's a question. Pikachu. Dom or other or us here. Maybe we'll answer it now. What's the most successful video game franchise or Mortal video Kombat. game to movie franchise? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I do like the Mortal Kombat. Or Street Fighter. Or Mortal Evil. Kombat was... You have a poster behind you. More... Well, Resident Evil, I mean, I guess because they do well and there's like Yeah, those movies them, do well. Right? There's a sixth one coming out? Yeah. But those are so far removed from the, the, <laughs> the actual yeah. video game. Yeah. Does that matter? I don't know. For maybe right. not. The name recognition alone has made that into something. Right. And I'm like, I don't know about Silent Hill. I have to go back and look at Silent Hill again, because I know it's not good, but it's weird. Was Silent yeah. Hill a video game before yeah. it was a movie? It was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers? Anybody? <laughs> the most successful? Yeah. Um, most successful? That's what he said. Clearly. He said. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That would be my. How many vote. of those did they make? Three. Two. Oh, two. Well, maybe but they were a big deal. Yeah, but they're fucking making 90s. the. Yeah. They, they've got those deal. web series movies yeah. going out now. Mortal Kombat Legacy or whatever yeah. the hell. And there's like what at least two or three of those. So they're not doing bad. Yeah. Very true. I mean, they're starting to do better now because now people that really care about these individual licenses are starting to like. They're they're taking their time and not getting. Uh, produced by major companies, but they're able to do these web series and make them like absolutely faithful to the material. Mm. You know, like that Mortal or that Street Fighter. Oh yeah, what's the Legend it, of Chun Li. No, no, no. Oh, is there no, another? No, one? no, no, no. It's a web series <laughs> called oh. that they. It's a web series that they edited together to be a movie called Assassin's Fist or something like that. Street Fighter's oh. a fast Assassin's Fist, and that's like straight up. 
looking at the video game version of Ryu and Ken training with their master. And like, I mean, that's, it's everything a Street Fighter fan could want. It's actually mm. great. Like, I own it. I'm a lukewarm Street Fighter fan, but it's so good. Like, it's such a direct adaptation of those video games. You'll never get anything closer. It's fucking beautiful. But, mm. you know, of course, you got to do it on your own, you know? You got to, yeah. like, make those self financed. Yeah. No one's ever going to, like, yeah, I'm not going to be happy until we get the Twister movie. I think that's, the I think that's my movie. final pick. <laughs> Twister, the movie. I want to see somebody come up with a fucking reason. A, a plot. Did they make to have sex with girls. Twister? What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. The right? plot is I, to touch women. Is it just going to be a porno movie? You it's, can make it the porno. Yeah, sex comedy. Milton Bradley's Twister. Twister. The hot spot. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny wanted to break down the endings of the three endings of Clue. Clue. Yeah. Well, there's three different ones, and they went to a lot of effort to make them, so I feel it's essential. So the first one that we saw in the sequence was, you know, Tim Curry goes through his redundant spiel of every, every sequence event that happened that night, and who ends up being the killer? Miss Scarlet. Miss Scarlet. She did them all, I want to say. She didn't, uh, because she was present. Like I told you, there's... Was it Yvette? Yvette killed the cook, and... She killed Yvette. Yeah, and Mr. Body, yeah. Yeah. And then she killed Yvette and killed everyone else from there, because she was in the the kitchen and in the billiard room in those first two scenes that I was referred to earlier. Right. So they had to mix it up a little bit, but then... Because it was... Brought to light that Yvette was actually a whore. Who knew in that French maid dress that she was actually a hooker? Well, it's not that she was a hooker. It's that she um, okay. took st- secrets. She she dealt in the, the secrets of the government. Yeah, well, she worked for... The, no, Yvette was a hooker. Yvette was oh, a hooker yeah, and Miss Scarlet was a madam. People, like, worked for her. Well, so did... I mean, so did the... Oh, yeah. Yvette was a dirty Seeing telegram oh, lady and, like... <laughs> Everybody was. That's what I didn't like about the cops showing up, the motorists showing up, and the things because they showed up and they still had shit to do with the secrets. That was fucking stupid to me. Mm. It was really stupid. But it's a comedy. Comedy allows for stupid shit. Yeah, but to make things make sense, like why would the singing, why would a singing uh, telegram person show up and oh my gosh, she worked for a she worked for Miss Scarlet and. Uh, Colonel fucking Mustard was uh, one of her... uh, It was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was convoluted. Well, I think in that ending, after, you know, Miss Scarlet killed Yvette and all these people, I think it was just random. Like, she said she knew the cop, so she killed The cop was on her payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she said that in a different ending, but I think after, like, in this specific ending where Miss Scarlet kills everyone, I think she, Yvette killed, she had Yvette kill the cook, and, um, or maybe Yvette did it on her own. They never really say. But then she kills Yvette, and then I think she kills everyone else to try and get away with it. But then Wadsworth, Detective Wadsworth, you know, Mm -hmm. calls her out on it. So she gets caught. Red-handed. Yes. But then the second ending... Who was it? It was Professor... No, it was... Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Wong. No, Peacock. Peacock. Peacock, yeah. The Peacock. Peacock yeah. did it. Yep, she killed everyone. She killed everyone? She's so the senator's Scarlet, wife. Peacock, and then in the third ending, everyone. But God damn it, at least we had one where the butler did it. Yeah. That's all I wanted. And he he was lying. He was actually Mr. Body. Trixie. Well, that's like the best ending, I think. Oh, of course. That's probably the most satisfying one. It's like, okay, he's Mr. I mean, because the thing revolves around him. It revolves around him. That's why it's like, uh... Yeah. Yeah. It revolves around him, and then it makes more sense why all these people are showing up to the house randomly. Yeah. Because that doesn't just happen on a stormy night. Well, I don't know. I've never owned a big fucking country house. It's big and spooky looking. Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe people stranded motorists like every night coming up to your door. I doubt it. But 
yeah, each one of those individuals that came to the house and then the help that was in the house was linked to one of the suspects, which gave them motive to kill, which they did. But the only person that ended up innocent in the end, true blue, Mr. Green. <laughs> I didn't do it, which he kept saying throughout the whole movie. I didn't do it. I think actually yeah. subconsciously I picked that up and I use that like all the time. People call me at work. And I'm like, I didn't do it. I didn't do yeah. it. I didn't like, do That's it. where it yeah. comes from. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the end of that one, like it's a it's a running joke. Well, actually, it's not really. Well, it's kind of a joke, but everyone's being blackmailed, and Mister Green just reveals that the reason he's being blackmailed and he just comes out to all these people is that he's a homosexual and he works in the government, so he can't have that exposed because he'll be fired. Yeah. So then, at the end, it turns out they're all guilty. And Wadsworth is, you know, holding them all at gunpoint with one bullet left in that gun. And Green just shoots him, kills Tim Curry. Because he's a plant. Yep. I wish Wadsworth would have known that he wasn't actually a homosexual, right? Because if he was actually being blackmailed, if everybody was being blackmailed by Mr. Body, then and if Wadsworth was, was Mr. Body, then he would have known that. Yeah. Mr. Green wasn't a homosexual. Yeah. Maybe unless... he's just a really good plant. Oh. Maybe he was deep undercover. Deep. Maybe. That's what you guys got to tell yourselves. I know. <laughs> no, well, I just go with the idea that, like, in comedies, I guess it's, well, it's my wrap-up material. So, uh, <laughs> Brent, you're up first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that this is definitely... A comedy, I think it's it's a it's a movie that stays very true to the board game. Like wa- watching it tonight, I was like, "Wow!" Like I, the first time, I've only seen this movie twice in my life, but this is the second time I saw it, and it's very uh, it's very accurate to the game, and it does it in a creative way, and it finds the comedy within the game that I think it's it's in the game, but it's also within the style of the uh, uh, John Landis, you know, storytelling. Um, if that makes any sense, but it, like, there's, you know, it brings a maybe a new element of comedy to it that I, like, I guess that you could get from the game playing it with your friends. Like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know, like, it's the, there's a lot of paranoia when you're playing the game, and there's a lot of paranoia in this, and then the added. <laughs> layer of like it takes place during the 50s and the you know the red communists the the red herring joke um all that stuff i like i think that it's it's clever i think it's a very clever movie um i i love the idea like there's also a lot of like hysteria in the film which i think is hilarious too i mean you get all these great comedians and they're all in this it's it does play like a 50s movies movie too where like everybody's on screen together you know and they're all all playing off of each other and it's really it's it's a lot of fun um i think to a certain audience it can be a slow burn you know i mean you have to really watch it to appreciate the the comedy in it and the jokes but i will say that like this time around, I appreciated it more than the first time I saw it. Um, I don't know after you've seen it a dozen times, depending on the person, you might not like it as much, or you you might fi- keep finding stuff in it because by the end, I was like, who, "Who did it?" Like as Tim Curry is telling his, you know, his going through everything that happened. It's like I know it's it's kind of a good recap, but at the same time, it's also trying to make you more confused as to what happened what you just watched it just played out so and i know i mean like that's i think it's brilliant um i don't think that the whole it's not a mystery movie it's a comedy and um if you watch it like that i think i think you'll enjoy it i mean i did i i enjoyed it more this time than the first time i watched it and i'm looking forward to watching it again just because i think that i'll i'll, I'll get more from it the next time i watch it too um, yeah, I would recommend it for sure. Um, I've got a problem with 
movies that are board game or anything that's a game that they try to make a movie, your story is already set up for you, right? Or in some way, shape, or form. There's really not a lot they can do outside of the box because, you know, when they all get packages and it's, oh, it's the... It's the gun, the knife, the, the, you know, you're, you just, you're just kind of waiting for things to play out, you know, the way they're supposed to be. Oh, it's supposed to be this person in this room with a candlestick or some shit like that, right? It's like, yeah, they could have, uh, really like played it out and made a good mystery, but like I said, it's a comedy. So all they're doing is running around and like, ah, oh, oh, this person got killed. Well, I mean, there's just not a lot they can really do when it comes to story to me. Uh, yeah. Um, even the comedy to me is a little, it's got like that little touch of John Landis in there, but, uh, you know, I wish if John Landis would have actually written the script instead of not just plotted it out, I think it could have been a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie kind of misses it for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's it. I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. I've seen it like a handful of times. You know, I should like tell you how much I like this movie. That in like twenty years, I've seen it. May this may be the fifth time I've seen it. Well, you've seen it more than once. Uh, yeah, but that's because like what every like five years, you're like, ah, clue. I don't know. <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know this movie just doesn't do it for me not does it hit me on the comedy level does it hit me on a murder mystery level doesn't you know it's just it's a movie they made a movie about a board game you know set the precedent you know now it's gonna happen a whole lot more uh so yeah i don't recommend this movie well, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to uh, review a comedy that you've seen, like, you know, 12. I'm in the, I, I know I've seen this, like, at least, like, 12 times, right? And the story, the plot that exists, I mean, yeah, it's based on a board game. I think, like Travis says, I mean, it's one of those things where you're kind of locked into a, you know, here's a rigid, you know, this is what it has to be. We have to have, you know, these elements to it. So, I mean, that's why you kind of look at, like, well, what elements did they add to that? Did it improve it in any way? It's like, well, we, you know, made a board game into a movie that's kind of a parody of, you know, drawing room mysteries, right? Like Agatha Christie stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Uh, after, you know, I've seen it a bunch of times. I remember one of the first time I saw it in the 80s, probably in 85 or 86, when it finally came around a video. Um, you know, I thought it was funny, right? Well, it's kind of worn off now, but that's just through exposure. I mean, the stuff isn't funny anymore because I know what all the jokes are. You know, do I still appreciate them? Yeah, I guess. Or it's that style of humor has gotten older. You know, if you're new to the movie, I think you should check it out. You know, if you, you know, but seeing it a bunch of times, the thing that you end up with is like, you know, do you like the people? And in this case, I think I do. I mean, that's what makes the movie for me is I like the cast. I mean, I like their, their performances. And I mean, I guess that's the thing that makes this like a cult classic is because you've got these actors together at this period in time running around doing their thing. I mean, they're all doing like this kind of madcap. I mean, a title that comes to mind for some reason is like it's a mad, mad world, mad, 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 mad world. You know, it's whatever. A mad, 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 mad world. Right? Or those kind of movies of the '60s where they did, you know, we got to go find the whatever, and there's a whole bunch of people going on a, a chase to go do. I mean, it has that kind of level of intensity, and you know, smaller than it's a mad, mad, mad world, but uh, you know, that kind of madcap energy. It's got the energy. The energy level is the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool little movie. Uh, I don't think it makes a damn bit of sense. I don't think you're supposed to, you you know, it's, and this is, I guess the thing with comedy, you can't look at plot for comedy. That's what makes it kind of hard to review. Cause it's like comedy succeeds or fails based on the jokes and whether or not you like the people and the jokes probably worked at one time. And now, you know, like I said, just me, it's, they're not working anymore because of out of familiarity the people that I like 
So, I mean, I think uh, I would still recommend it, you know, to people because it is, uh, at one point, I thought it was funny. So, if it's your first shot at it, it probably is still funny. I don't know. I don't know. So, would you recommend it? I think so. Okay. I didn't hate it. I'm just kind of like, eh, I've had my, my clue You've filled. But share. most people don't haven't seen it as many times, you know? Like I was telling these guys earlier, I saw a write-up a couple of years ago where they were you know, talking about its status as a cult classic, and they went back and interviewed all the people in it because I think for a lot of them, in some ways, like this is the movie that they're remembered for. Leslie Ann Warren, right? Like people come up to her like, I saw you in Clue, Martin Mull. Like I saw you in Clue kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. This is what uh, people know them for. So, um, I mean, it has some kind of following. People look on it fondly. I mean, I did. I went and, uh, and, and bought it at one point and watched it. I'm like, I haven't seen this in like 20 years. I should watch it again. And I did. And I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Then I sold it. So, <laughs> I don't love it, I guess. It's, yeah, But I like it. Okay. Well... This is a board game that I grew up playing, and I remember the first time seeing this in the video store. I was like, what? There's a movie based on the board game? And, I I mean, this is a movie that I watched a lot as a kid. And I guess it's the nostalgia factor. The nostalgia Are factor. Drink? Are we taking a drink? Is that the drinking game? You hear nostalgia on this show? <laughs> you have to shotgun a beer. Okay, but I mean, with a board game as your inspiration, I mean, I think it's really creative the way they came up with the plot and everything to make every, to give everyone a motive and make the, you know, every character tie together and that sort of thing. Um, I do, I am like Colin, I like this movie because of the characters. I think every actor that plays each character does a very, very good job. And uh, my opinion, I know that the, I know Travis made a little bit of a complaint about it being kind of centered around the butler, but if this movie didn't have Tim Curry in it, I don't even think it would be what it is today. Like, it's centered around him because he makes the movie. Like, he does. His overacting when he's running around the house, like, ridiculously. And, I mean, he makes the movie. And that's why they do that. I'm sure. But I like this movie. Um, I would recommend it. You probably don't need to watch it as many times as I have. But I think you should watch it at least once. I know it was on Netflix for a while, so you can check it out. Otherwise, I yeah, I think... I would recommend it. You know what else is on Netflix right now? Mortal Kombat, ladies and gentlemen. You can go check it out. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Do it. So, so that's Clue that's right. on uh, this week's Saturday Night Freak Show. Brent is going to be going on a hiatus here for like three fucking months or something. The man's going off on a trip to the Himalayas. He's going to go find himself. When he comes back, he'll be a whole new man. That's right. And uh, Travis will be picking next week's movie. What are we going to watch, Travis? Yeah, man. We're going to watch The Fly 2. The Nightmare Continues. The Fly 2 with Eric Stoltz. Boom. And that's on next week's Saturday Night Freak Show. If you have something you want to say or ask us about The Fly 2, the modern classic. Modern? Classic Uh, film. Uh, you can get a hold of us, Facebook.com. I'd call it modern before classic. <laughs> Slash Saturday Night Freak Show. The schlock classic. The fly, too. So until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark. <laughs>